Hi everyone, this is Alicia Halliday and this is the Autism Science Foundation weekly podcast. Now it's a lot of work to first identify what would be a key component of an intervention in autism. How that should be delivered, how it should be monitored, what outcomes should be identified, how to get enough people to start and finish the intervention and everything else that follows. And I'm actually sugarcoating how much work this is. So imagine doing this in a classroom. I mean, can you imagine? Add on top of all this other stuff, the fact that teachers need to be involved. Underpaid, overworked, overstressed, gifted and talented teachers who barely have enough time and resources to manage what they already have on their plate. Heroic teachers. Well, two new studies published recently moved interventions developed in a clinic setting into a classroom setting. This means additional chaos, strained resources, but people, this is real life. Kids spend most of their day in a classroom, and if you want to help them get as much time experiencing the extra help as you can, you gotta get teachers and schools involved. So I was surprised this week when two new intervention studies delivered in a classroom worked, but they both did, both with some caveats, and didn't you know there'd be some caveats to the success? Both of these studies focused on implementation, that is, How do you get what works in the clinic in a controlled environment into the classroom, a less controlled environment? And how do you get teachers with everything else that they're doing to adhere to the intervention in the way it was meant to be delivered? First, Jill Locke from the University of Washington, formerly the University of Pennsylvania, looked at an intervention called Remaking Recess. If it sounds familiar, you're pretty sharp. I've talked about this before and Jill presented about this at the Day of Learning a few years ago. In case you don't remember what remaking recess is, it helps kids deal with social challenges not in the classroom but on the playground during recess. Other studies have shown that it works to increase social networks of kids with autism, but unfortunately there were no plans in these original studies to help the teachers and staff after the training had ended and the studies were complete. Kids with autism need help year-round, not just during intervention time. So this time, public schools in Philadelphia were randomized into two conditions. One got either training plus coaching of the intervention afterwards or training plus implementation support. This means that the training was to help school personnel so that schools will be equipped to continue to support children with autism after the study is over and external support is withdrawn. All school personnel were individually paired with a coach from the research team. The training modules included the following topic areas. One, scanning and circulating in cafeteria and playground for children who may need additional support. Second, identifying children's engagement states with peers. Third, following children's lead, strengths, and interests. Fourth, providing developmentally and age-appropriate activities and games to scaffold children's engagement with peers. And this can mean handing out different games to groups of kids so that they work to play together. Fifth, support children's social communicative behaviors like initiations and responses and conversations with peers. Six, create opportunities to facilitate interaction. Seven, sustain children's engagement within an activity or game. Then coach children through difficult situation with peers as they arrive. Provide direct instruction on specific social engagement skills. Individualize the intervention to specific children in order to generalize the intervention to other students in their care. Work with typically developing peers to engage children with autism, and this part is key, is to make sure peers are involved. And finally, fade out of an activity of game or so children learn independence. So that's the coaching intervention, doing all of these things, which is a lot of work, right? 
The PLUS Im implementation group got individualized support to address the school's individual needs for implementation. Over six weeks, implementation needs were identified. These included scheduled staffing during recess, building internal capacity like a train of remaking recess implementers, amending school-wide recess policies and alternatives for indoor recess during like snow or rain. It also included providing tangible support and resources like materials and space, and also improving the implementation climate like recognizing, supporting, and rewarding implementer efforts, being visible on the playground, adapting and modifying the intervention to fit the needs of the school, like identifying the different components of what they could do, and also embedding this intervention called remaking recess into the school culture. So that was the extra implementation. So what did this extra implementation do? Well, as measured in the study, the fidelity or the way the intervention was delivered was not different between those with or without this implementation support. They got the coaching, they were able to deliver it sufficiently. But this implementation support did make a difference in what, the ki what we traditionally think is important, the outcome of the kids. Kids in the schools that received implementation support along with the intervention had higher social network inclusion, that means more friends and more groups, than those without the support. There are no real differences in the way they're delivering the intervention after the support has left, but differences in the outcome? Well, not entirely. This may be a measurement issue in the way the intervention is being delivered. I talked to the first author, Jill Locke, who actually was an ASF Early Career Scientist recipient, and she said that the lack of difference in the fidelity could be because of a few things. And specifically, she said, I quote, I think there could be a lot of factors going on, one being how we measure fidelity and what aspect of fidelity, since there are multiple components like dose, frequency, intensity, and quality of the delivery. All fidelity measures are homegrown, and it's hard to tell that sometimes if you're asking the right questions to truly measure fidelity. I also think that schools are not using these types of interventions, and when they do, even just a few components of the intervention, they make a difference in social outcomes for the kids, and those outcomes are better when stakeholders at the school are, one, aware of the needs of children with autism, are engaged with the intervention and supportive of those who are delivering them, and prioritize social outcomes for students with autism. So maybe our traditional ways of measuring implementation and fidelity aren't exactly what we're trying to get to. So the outcomes were better. The takeaway is that it's just as important to provide support after the intervention has ended, not just train the teachers and hope for the best after the study has ended. It does make a difference in outcomes of the kids. Another study was led by Lindy Morgan and Amy Weatherby from Florida State University and involved classrooms in the Tallahassee, Florida area. These schools were trained in something called either classroom, social communication, emotional regulation, and transactional supports, or classroom certs, the other was a school-based education with autism training modules. Does CERT sound familiar to you? Well, it should. It's one of those early intervention paradigms, the naturalistic behavior interventions, that was found to be effective in young kids with autism. This version was designed to be delivered in the classroom. So what is it? This CERTS is developed for implementation by classroom personnel in the elementary school setting to address challenges of engaging children with autism in social interaction and learning activities. It's a manualized intervention approach aimed at addressing the most significant challenges faced by children with autism. 
It targets individualized intervention goals and objectives for students in the domains of social communication, the SC part, emotional regulation, the ER part, and transactional supports, the TS part. Transactional supports are intervention or teaching strategies embedded within everyday activities by teachers, parents, or peers to support the children across settings. These are used in conjunction with schools' existing curriculum to target the unique needs of students in autism in general education and special education classrooms. This was again a randomized trial where some schools were randomized to receive the classroom certs and other schools were randomized to receive the autism training modules. These autism training modules are just a collection of links to online training videos developed to support teachers who educate kids with autism. Unlike the training module group, the classroom certs group got initial training and ongoing direct coaching throughout the school years, not just teachers, but all staff. Of course, after the intervention was over, the classroom certs group got good at delivering this intervention. But as far as generalized teaching strategies, both groups were about the same. So the results of student outcomes like the social responsiveness scale and adaptive behavior showed improvement but there was not significant improvement in everything. Specifically, there were higher outcomes in social participation, adaptive communication, social skills, reduction of problem behavior, and executive functioning for kids in the CERTS classrooms compared with those with the autism training module classrooms. Although the effects were modest, they weren't huge, they were seen in both parent and teacher reports and direct observation. And even though teachers and staff continued to deliver the intervention correctly, and although teachers and staff who were trained on classroom certs did for the most part deliver the intervention correctly, it wasn't 100%. Well, why wasn't it? It was manualized and structured, but the intervention was complex and probably required some clinical expertise. It did require fewer hours of training than other studies, which suggests that it's probably more feasible for widespread deployment in other schools. So add these to the list of ways in which kids can be helped in the classroom. Interventions which support teachers for implementing them on an ongoing basis. It isn't just about writing a manual, printing it out, and handing it to teachers. It's about making sure teachers know how to deliver them. Thanks for listening.